Podcast Book Club Edition. My name is DK Diamantes, and today we are going to be talking about Soul Hunter. But before we do, if you enjoy today's podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash adeptusridiculous and consider supporting the podcast if you enjoy today's. I think I just repeated that. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's early. Mm. Um, you'll get access to bloopers, uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, the Discord, HD posters. Uh, I believe the final couple panels of the Imperium Kun comic are out, which I think you can get those on Patreon and at AdeptusRidiculous.com. So Patreon.com slash AdeptusRidiculous. Support the podcast. Ba-doop, boop. Uh, Bricky. Ba-doop, boop. Orchidate merchandise. Get get it while it's hot. Get your merchandise while you can. While the Doge Van Dyer stickers are around, make sure to check that out at orchidate.com or description of this episode. And DK, yes, I have I got a statement for you, sir. Statement. Ooh, I got I got I got some great news. Oh, give give me the news. Everyone in this podcast is going to die. Oh no. I don't that's not that's not a great statement to start off with. That's a that's that's ooh. Oh, it was I, a reference. Oh. Oh really? When well, the, what what do, well, Bricky? Oh yeah, did you actually not recognize the reference? Um I w- I would assume it had to be something from Soul Hunter. It would have to be like, something from Soul Hunter. But I was like everybody didn't die in Soul Hunter. <laughs> a uh, lot of people did. So the Atramentar is trying to mess up the ritual of reawakening for Malkarian. Oh, right, they do. Try and they to they just ghost thing. town after that. It's cool. It was a cool right. scene. Anyway, brawl, brawl. <laughs> do you want to know a good way to die in Soul Hunter? A really good way. Listen to it on audio on an audio book with a giant fucking bottle of vodka next to you, <laughs> high Russian grade, and every time someone slowly says "Talos," take a fucking <laughs> shot. You're gonna get so fucked up. You're Please, so destroyed. <laughs> Please understand if you follow that meme, you're going to get so fucked up. Talos. 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 So um, I'm there. <laughs> They um so some people have been telling us that because the book club is a book club, we we having it split between like spoilers and non spoilers mm-hmm. seems kind of redundant. I guess so because like everybody's known for like a month and they've had a month to like prepare and get ready for spoilers and talk about spoilers. So I guess I always kind of worry that there's gonna be like that influx of people that didn't hear that we were going to do it and they're just dropping by to sort of like, hey is this worth getting you know that's a good point um then again that's their fault and um that's, that's true you know <laughs> sucks so but sucks well, that, this you. is the warning they get is that this episode will be spoiler heavy we're just going to go all out into it um it's a it's a pretty popular 40k book not as popular as like gaunt's ghosts but it's pretty up there in terms of uh of people who know about it Oh, it's very dope. I thoroughly enjoyed Soul Hunter. Uh, normally, I try to just, like, blast through these and just, like, oh, yeah, let me get, like, halfway done in, like, two weeks or one week or a couple days. This one was, like, some big shit would happen. Uh, like, Talos would order that the bridge of the ship that he's on be blown up so he can get off. And it's like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stop for a second and process this and not 
try to consume this whole book in like three days because it's it's pretty easy to binge it it's mm -hmm. it's paced incredibly well everything flows into the each, uh, each other very well as um it's just it's well it's well paced and that's like a, a thing that's hard to describe like how can certain tv shows or books have you be just going through them at lightning speed or how can say a three hour long movie like a interstellar or something how can you yeah. watch that and have it not feel terrible it's generally because it's paced so dang well mm -hmm. um should we we should we should talk about what soul hunter is about i guess we probably should talk we probably about should. The, the 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 prophet my prophet is, is that is that my thing do i do i talk about what who yeah what I, I, yeah yeah i think you you give the general overview also it's night lords like I mean, yeah that's, that's that's all you yeah so the so soul hunter is the story of 10th company first claw which is a squad of night lords uh, way during i think during i think the modern time um, way past the horse Harry Sinal, and it follows our main character Talos Valkorin, who is not that technically the sergeant of First Claw, but definitely damn feels like it. Mm -hmm. um, and he is afflicted by a very similar curse to his father, Conrad Kurz, where he can see the future and all that shenanigans. Um, and it is a very impressive way to make the Night Lords surprisingly understandable. I don't know if I'd go as far as to say sympathetic because they're pretty dastardly. Yeah. Um, but but you you still root for them regardless. Yeah, you definitely root for them. They are they're underdogs, I'd say. Like it sure not... feels like they're underdogs. Yeah. They're like getting their shit pushed in everywhere. They're 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 like the dark horse, which probably suits them, right? Because they're not weaklings. They're not to be underestimated. They're they're a little low on numbers, though. Uh, so... uh, a little bit. They have like what thirty nine Astartes on the ship. Yep, yep, something like that. It's not um, many. And then when Vandred lets what does Vandred let an entire claw go or something? And he's like, ah, it's no big deal. And Talos is like, what? Not a I, big deal. There's thirty of us, man. <laughs> I think yeah. I think this is when they fought. Well, so they fight a, a goddamn warhound titan, which um, is insane. By the which way, which is just <laughs> <The scope> insane. <laughs> And um, they win. They they do. Uh, granted, with the help of a ton of missiles from a flyer, a land raider, and melta bombs. True. Um, but uh, they wiped out uh, Seventh Claw because they they took in uh, Mercutian from Seventh Claw mm. uh, into First Claw. Um, you don't get a lot of Mercutian. He's like a, near the end of the not maybe like the second half of the book, but he doesn't have a whole lot. Yeah. Um. Because because First Claw. It's weird because you looked at Gaunt's Ghosts and we kind of had the Brothers in Arms feel. Mm -hmm. And First Claw has that, but they all hate each other. <laughs> they do. They really do. Especially fucking Uzas. Man. Uzas is just, he's like the big <laughs> dumb one. That's that's his whole shtick. <laughs> he is. And he's uh, corrupted by corn. Yep. Yep. Uh, towards the end, when the, I think right before they were going to go on Rive or something, uh, and Uzes is just like blood for the blood god, and Talos is like shut up, and he just smashes his head against the fucking bulkhead. There's the part when he's fucking um when they're underneath the Titan and Uzes is firing his bolter at it, <laughs> yeah. 
and he's just like screeching a bunch of demonic names and then Talos punches him like nine times to knock him out and then drags yeah. him behind rubble. I forgot that Uzus was sitting under this giant warhound titan just blasting away like he thought he was going to do shit to it. It's oh. interesting too because Uzas is the the very obvious. Well, so first claw consists of Talos, uh, Zarl, um, spelled X A R L. If uh, if you didn't know that, um, yeah. When uh, when they pronounced it, I I could have sworn it was Sarl, like T S A R L, with the way he pronounced it. But yeah, it's it's. I thought it was Z A R L at first, like a pretty classic mm-hmm. Zarl, but no. Yeah. Uh, there's Zarl. There's Syrian. Who or Sirion, who is our quietly chaos tainted, um, <laughs> yes, uh, funny man. He's our he's our technically comedic relief. <laughs> funny man, air but quotes. <laughs> it, it's it's mainly just really dry, dull yeah. humor. But you know, in a book of pretty sad, depressing shit, yeah. he he's a welcome addition. Um, Uzas, and then it's, uh, Mercutian now. It's the main members of First Claw. Oh, um, that's, they, that's right, because Adamar is, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's no longer with us. Isn't yes. Adamar, right? Um, when I, uh, when I was rereading it, I didn't get far enough to remember how he died, because I don't remember it being particularly exciting. <laughs> he tried to bum-rush a Dreadnought. <laughs> oh, right, that's right. <laughs> he got fucked up with the Blood Angels Dreadnought, yeah. didn't he? <laughs> He tried to... I was like, man, what did you expect? <laughs> that's right. That's right. He didn't have... Yeah, he didn't have a long period of time. Because no. yeah, that's that's the big five. is Mercutti, Syrian, Uzaz, Zarl, and Talos. Yep. Um, well, there's actually a sixth one, but he doesn't come until Blood Reaver. Okay. Um, his name is Varil, and he is a treat. <laughs> Saying that about a, a, a Night Lord, they, that's got to be some special shit. It's some good uh, shit. He's a um, treat. Oh, really? But the uh, the book is is very good. It's paced well. The voice acting really elevates it. Oh yeah. Um, he's very slow. Andrew Wincott, because this is written by Aaron Dembski Bowden and narrated by Andrew Wincott. And Andrew Wincott, obviously, I'm not Russian. I don't know how good the Russian accents are technically from a technical standpoint. Mm-hmm. But every word. Every sentence feels so punctuated. Oh, yeah. Everything... Very deliberate, very methodical, yeah. Yeah, it feels like every single word he's saying has some major import, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. And Aaron Dembski bowden has written a lot of books. Um, he wrote Betrayer, which is our Latara Sarin uh, book. Oh, nice. He did wow. write that as well, so, you know, good on him. Um, but he's really good at getting that narrative. Like it's weird. He kind of gets rid of natural like convention when it comes to books quite often. Mm-hmm. For example, I was telling you this before. The be, near the beginning of the book, they're gonna go get uh, what is now Octavia, what used to be Eurydice. Right. And he spends a good like half chapter, maybe not that much, but a decent amount of time just describing Carton Sign. Everything about his ship, the Maiden of the Stars, and all oh, yeah. about him, and he just fucking dies. <laughs> he does. You get his like his whole life's history, how he became a thug, how he, uh, and it's just like you're gone. And then um, over the obviously box, you get the you get same the... for Octavia, but yeah, she's an important character. So 
True. Um, and then you get their their catchphrase, uh, we have come for you. <laughs> and they just, they just die in like Boom. 50 seconds. Um, but it's neat seeing the power struggle kind of going around because oh, the Legion is, is damaged. You have the Exalted who is, I believe, pledged to Zinch. Because uh, he kept saying like changer of fate. So I think that that's a uh, waiver of fate. Yeah. Weaver of fate, sorry. Zinch. Yeah. Um, and he's so he was originally Captain Vandred, mm -hmm. uh, who was obviously well respected and has now got a demon in him. And Syrian's like, yo, I got Chaos Taint too. And let me tell you, Vandred is not happy in there. Oh man, when when he's like, yeah, I, I can I can hear chaos, and you know when <laughs> when I listen to the exalted, oh boy, all I hear is Vandred suffering and mourning, and in the most brittle, terrible agony you've ever heard, and that is what I hear whenever the exalted speaks, and it's like, oh, oh and then, no, <laughs> and then Zarl was like, I could have lived my whole life not knowing that. <laughs> yeah, he's like TMI, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like how whenever he talks with Zaro, he's got this like really it's like I don't care what you do at this and that house. He's very like grindy with his words. He's Batman. No. <laughs> no. Batman. He's not Batman. No, Zaro's pretty far from Batman, isn't I guess. Isn't he like I a rapist? They're all Batman, right? Wasn't he like wasn't Zaro like a rapist at like twelve or something? Isn't he fucking awful like the rest uh. of them? So I always get Zarl and Syrian. Was Zarl the one that was with um Zarl was Talos's friend. Okay. Yes, I yeah. think he was. Yeah. And then uh Talos killed a shopkeeper because they were trying to loot and rob him blind and he came after them. So Talos was like, "Well, I guess you got to go." And then he just shanked him between <laughs> yeah. the ribs at like 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, Nostromo's great place. Such is life on Nostromo. Yep, oh Nostromo's. Um speaking, well, I guess not sort of speaking of Nostromo's. I love the Covenant of Blood. Uh that setting. Um Oh, just was, the it, it, that that ship is night. like Yeah, it's like its own character. Right? Just like this, just like Nostromo was. Just like Nostromo, exactly. I was trying to remember uh, what place you had said. I was like, oh, this is really great because it's like its own character. That's right. It was Nostromo in the Night Lord episode, which you should go watch on YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great, Dean Kamen. Excellent, Thank Dean Kamen. You. He would be proud Thank of you. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, this that ship has a lot of personality, and the fact that it's like the Exalted is like hardwired into it, so he knows like everything like he feels it he feels it breathing it's like a part of him it's oh and boy does he <laughs> the exalted runs that ship ragged uh he, he is whoop. he is not a fun man to be under um and, and you know what i kind of like i like how the atramentar the terminator elite don't mm -hmm. like they don't necessarily pick sides like my job is to protect the exalted that's what i'm gonna do yeah. Like, I don't need to like him, but yeah. I'm going to have to be careful about it. Like, it, that's the interesting power struggle that goes with it. Yep. Um, the, the whole book, I assume that, like, the big climax was going to be like, okay, Talos is finally going to be like, okay, the Exalted has gone too far. He's uh, He's been tainted by chaos. Chaos has overwhelmed him. He's making some shitty decisions. I may not think that I should lead 10th Company, 
but god damn it something has to be done about the exalted like i thought that was going to be like the the climax like the big final battle no Turns out, not really no the, the exalted <laughs> actually jo- gets on their side yeah i was that that really like I, I was kind of taken back when he was like, oh, yeah, we need to defend the ship. And I believe Talos, he is uh, he's my brother. And I was like, wow, really? Okay. okay. Well, yeah, because it's like it's because like he obviously doesn't he hates Talos, obviously. But yeah. at the same time, he's thinking to himself, well, he still has the, the good of all of us in his head, yeah. technically. And he was right to do what he did, which was get the fuck out. But it was kind of oh, yeah. badass. When when Vandred was like doing really well at Void War, oh, at yeah. spaceship battle, and you're like, okay, I I believe it was written very well to like I believe that Vandred was a damn good captain. Yep. Well, even at the at the very beginning, they really plant the seeds that like Void War, that's where the Exalted specializes. He might not be you know boots on the ground, but you get him in a spaceship battle, no one better. Like, um, when, when they took out, like, those two main ships, uh, Orbiting Cryth, I forget what the first one was called, but the, and they took out the Sword of the God Emperor, like, they did that fucking Tokyo Drift. Oh, yeah. Right next to it. Cornus Dive or something. Yeah, it was great. And they just blast holes in it, they leave First Company in there, and they overload the shields, and. That, that fight in the Sword of the God Emperor has one of my favorite moments, and we talked about it before, but <laughs> they're like, all the all the slaves are running from all the decks, and it's like, yeah. oh, look at the uniforms, look like they're like from the gunnery deck, and Zarl's like, I don't believe you, grab civilian. What deck are you from? Is <laughs> it the I, gunnery deck? <laughs> and I, I love the fact that, like, the way it's written, after he does that, uh, the, the next line is the... the, the the, the, the civilian now, now obviously deaf <laughs> speakers he, to full volume yeah and uh, the, it, just, i now deaf he fires his last pistol at zarl's head it ricochets off his helmet and he brains himself it's actually an, i think it's an auto pistol because it's uh because it's like a, it's a bullet bullet oh okay um, yeah, it was because the last pistol okay. would just like dissipate because it's laser that's true. Um, but yeah. but yeah, he just that's like the small bit of actual genuine comedy <laughs> where like he deafens this guy and he shoots him in the head and he just kills himself. It's he like, kills himself, yeah. Uh, and then Sarl like throws him into the like the fleeing slaves. Yeah, or the doesn't fleeing he like crewmen. kills several people by throwing a slave? They, well, they're like trudging through people running away from mm-hmm. all the problems. Yeah. Um, which is obviously interesting because they're running away from or running towards night lords and they prefer that. Yeah. And and Uzas is in the back, like ha 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 ha. He's having, a, he's having like, a blast. Yeah, he's a kid in a candy shop. Uzas is. Um, their their strategy for getting out of that ship is wild. Let's just blow off the bridge and then jump. Yo, can jump we out ha- into space? Can we have a can we have a a fucking uh, Septimus simp moment? Yes, Se- Septimus is incredible. Septimus is oh god. He's he's the, he's the real hero of this story. He kind of is, and, and it, it's obvious that, that he's him and Octavia are, are trying to you know. There's, oh, there's, oh, of course. There's oh, a lot of, of that going on, but it's mm. kind of besides the fact that I think Octavia's a little, she's a little underwritten. 
Um, and yeah. also, like, I don't want to, I don't want to call her whiny, because then I'm like, just, <laughs> just accept being a slave, fucking loser. Just be a slave. Yeah. But, well, and it's like, she, not only is she a slave, but she's a slave to a traitor legion when her whole life she has totally believed in worshiping the god emperor. So yeah. it is the worst possible worst, in her opinion, to get caught by, like, the night lords and turned into the eighth slave Octavian. But at the same time, I'm also I feel like she never fully embraces her predicament. Oh, yeah. And well, okay, if she was constantly being like fighting back against Talos and stuff, that would make sense. But she's constantly giving Septimus shit, and I'm like, oh, come on, he's Septimus. I like <laughs> Septimus. Septimus. He's, he's kept you alive. He's helping you out. He gave you the um the the medallion that kept keeps you safe, so that nobody on uh. The Covenant of Blood will shank you, hopefully. Hopefully, besides hopefully. the fact that those crew decks are just vile and creepy. Yeah, they are. I was surprised that there was a crew deck that was like, oh yeah, this is the crew deck, this is where all the mortals are. It's as bad as Nostromos, and it's like, oh, oh okay, why do, why do you have civilians here? Why are there civilians or you're on your Covenant of Blood Astartes battle cruiser? That's actually pretty common. Most... Is uh, it? Most Imperial and non-Imperial cruisers have a large amount of civilians or, or like, crew like that on it because the ships are literally cities. Well, the Starry Cruiser is smaller than most, but, like, the Sword of the God Emperor is, like, multiple city spires of thing, of ships. I suppose that's true. Whenever I do see a picture of, like, an Astarte ship, it's got, like, spires coming out of it and cathedrals hanging off of it, so... Well, I, I, yeah, I guess that's... I guess that's fair. It just seems weird that, like, a battle cruiser meant for war is like, yeah, let's have a city of civilians here. And it's like, maybe. True, <laughs> maybe but not. it does kind of embrace the, like, I always think of it like the Metro games, where in Metro, uh, when you go underground in the, into the Metro, there's like a, a crappy, kind of late Soviet looking, um, like, market down there. And everyone's yeah. like, hey, Artyom, hello. And the kind of thing like that. And so I always assume that it's, it's similar to that where it's dark and drengy and it's got all the corruption of, mm -hmm. of chaos. But at the same time, it's it's like it's very much a black market. I mean, like, don't they call it black market? Yeah. Yeah. They, which, they is, which is ironic because yeah. it's really it's dark, <laughs> really dark. Um, yeah. Well, the mortals actually trade uh, lamp packs or batteries for lamp packs. Right. Um, That's one of the things they trade. Yeah. Among yeah. obviously there's no money. So it's all barter. Yeah. Because I think Septimus shows up and he's like, oh, would you like to buy a lamp? Oh, it's Septimus. I guess I probably don't need to peddle this to you. Damn it. Whatever. What do you want? <laughs> What's kind of funny about Septimus is that, like, you kind of, they might gloss over if you don't remember, but it's very, like, he's a, he's described as a very attractive man. Mm -hmm. He The dude's got, like, a dusty flight jacket, some uh, medium blonde hair, and, like, a, like a blonde chiseled beard and two LAS pistols. Yes, which does. is pretty which is pretty pretty baller and then half of his body gets shanked off oh yes it does which is very and upsetting the robotics that he gets sound very cool though he's got like a like an emerald eye and like it's like part of his face is all metal and his arms metal and mm -hmm. he got he got himself fucked up which speaking of that another instance of let's give a whole backstory to a criminal and just watch as he gets carved in half by heavy bolters. <laughs> oh, right, when they're... Um, Trying to assault the Thunderhawk. Right, right. Um, 
but before they uh there's the the big meeting with um oh with abaddon with abaddon talos is summoned by abaddon after they've gotten the the two cruisers out of the way and they can make landfall and cry then there's ooh the despoiler wants to see you the war chief wants to see you it's like oh well, yeah and guess i'll go see him honestly um just the conversation between the two of them does more credit to abaddon than i think any of our reading has done yeah like like talos does kind of shit all over him which he really is, does which is pretty cool to be honest um but at the same time like abaddon's fucking terrifying yeah abaddon loves flexing that horus claw and just cutting the air with it and just like being like hey look this could be you this could be you and it's like oh you are a horrifying man like i know you're the display but jesus and tallow shows him no respect absolutely none <laughs> zero respects he doesn't give a fuck uh doesn't like right to his face doesn't Talos be like yeah you know you're known for like being a complete fucking failure and you've never succeeded at anything i don't know why you think i give a fuck who you are you're just a big limey failure and it's like whoa talos please that's <laughs> he, he does he does kind of go off in the sense of like hey um like though your black crusades have all failed i'm not interested in your offer go away <laughs> yeah, it's like whoa talos i don't know if that's such a smart thing to do well, it wasn't. Then he immediately got shot. <laughs> with bolt with a bolter full of gas or something, right? Yeah, he, he got shot by the storm bolter on, on his arm. Mm -hmm. Apparently wickedly fast because they described it as him not even reacting to it. Yeah. Uh, and then you got hit and it's like a gas grenade or something. And that was when this is actually probably the part of the book I wasn't a big fan of was him being tempted by the four powers. Yeah. Um it felt I, a little it, it dragged a little. Yeah. I I loved the voice acting that, oh, that was uh, great that was great for each of the different sort of mm, i guess they were like avatars of the chaos gods because they weren't the chaos gods themselves were they yeah they were never referred to as like slanesh and nurgle they had like their own well they, they, yeah. the voice acting almost made it clear enough because nurgle was very blah, 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 blah. yeah yeah <laughs> so you got like oh okay this is nurgle i got it it was it was kind of cool to see like the stark difference between like the way uh corn well corn <laughs> corn didn't even get his full chance to talk to talos before no, he, he came didn't. out of his little deep sleep but yeah and i mean um, we don't need another uzas no god no we really really don't um i think doesn't the cinch one be like oh yeah by the way did you know <laughs> i'm in syrian fuck you bitch uh no, it's the Slanesh one. Oh, the Slanesh one, right, 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 right. Because he hears the the suffering and that that's very yeah, Syrian thing, isn't it? Yeah, Syrian's tainted by Slanesh, which is not a good thing. No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's at least interesting to hear all of the avatars of chaos. Even though Talos is like, nope, 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 nope. You're all you're all fucking losers. I don't want any part of you. Boo bye, and then just dips out of the. I, I almost wonder if it was because they wanted to get the four avatars of chaos for like the reader to understand. Maybe. Like, hey, here's the four chaos gods. Here's their shtick. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to as opposed to like, I don't know, trying to work it in the story. Because obviously we know mm 
but it could have been for like a new person type deal so you can truly understand. Yeah, because I guess if you're a new reader, you've been hearing a lot about how Vandred has been uh, corrupted by chaos. You've been hearing about how Uzas has been tainted by chaos with his all of his crazy corn shit. So I guess it's nice to have like sort of a little uh, introduction to um, to all the all the chaos factions and all their gods and their avatars and whatnot. So, which speaking of. We haven't really discussed why it's called Soul Hunter. <laughs> we haven't, have we? No. So, I mean, so obviously the book's called Soul Hunter. Talos is known as Soul Hunter. Mm-hmm. But the, he was also known as the Prophet because of his affliction. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we don't really know why he's called Soul Hunter. Other people know, but we're not fully told until the end, basically the end of the book, or at least a damn close to the end of the book. Yeah, it's like the last four chapters is when you find out why he's called Soul Hunter. Yeah, it's a, it's a double climax, because the climax mm-hmm. of the book is them fleeing the battle at Crythe away from Abaddon. Yep. And also repelling Blood Angel borders. Yep. Um, which was kind of cool. Uh, and then And then the other climax was the flashback to what actually happened and... DK, would you like to tell the people why he's called Soul Hunter? Ah, uh, uh, I I think it was um it was also amusing because uh, was it Malkador that's the revived Dreadnought? Uh, Mal- Malkador is uh, Emperor's sage friend. Oh right, there's uh, so many Mal- M names, man. Malkarian. Malkarian, right? Um, the War Sage who has like a quote every chapter. Yeah, because he was like, oh yeah, um, Conrad told me why you were called Soul Hunter, and when he told me. I laughed because I thought he was joking. <laughs> That's right. I thought it was comedy. It was one of the few times I genuinely laughed, but he was serious. Uh, he's called Soul Hunter because uh, he would hunt for one soul. When all of his brothers turned their back on vengeance and allowed Conrad Kurz's uh, assassin, Emshen, to flee and leave, uh, it would only be Talos that would hunt down that one soul of Emshen. And and he was. He was the only one that wanted the, the, the revenge for his uh, gene father. Everyone else was like, no, Talos, you can't. This is, this is what Conrad wanted. Don't be a bitch. And Talos is just like, nope, mm-mm, I'm not listening. I'm going to get it. And I thought one of the most amusing things, the only reason... His Night Lord brothers were like, oh shit, we gotta go help Talos, we gotta go get Emshen. Is because they realized that Emshen had looted uh, Conrad Kurz's corpse. And that they had taken Night Lord relics, and they were like, oh shit, I want that. I I I didn't think it was the, I think it was the relic, I thought it was because she had his head. So, I don't know, when I read the book, it seemed like uh, Talos was like, oh, yeah, once once everyone was like, oh, God, they took his crown, they took his sword, they, and they wanted it for, like, themselves, and that's the only reason they were, like, spurned on to go after. That's what it sounded may- like to maybe, me. I might maybe have she had it, that. I, I know you're definitely right in the sense that the Night Lords just kind of wanted to loot the body. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I don't remember if she had it or not. I know she had his head, but yeah. um, she might have she, taken some of his like stuff. she had, like, a crown... And something else. I forget what it was. But yeah, she took a bunch of relics with her too. I thought. But regardless, Talos absolutely was not in it for the loot. He no, was in he it was, to he was murder. Stri- strictly revenge. And uh, I 
I forget when you told me this, but you're like, oh yeah, M Shen put up a really good fight, and she did. Yeah, way. she was like a ballerina dodging bolters, dodging everything. Um, but man, when Talos gets his claws in her, <sighs> it, it is it is actually really good writing. Yeah, because all of how what he does to kill her has been set up. Mm-hmm. Both between the the Blood Angels, I think it was the Blood Angels blade, or was it a chain sword that he killed her with? Uh, I think it was a. Ch- I want to say it was a chainsword because I don't think he had Orem at the time. I don't quite remember, or because it was pretty. It's pretty quick after the heresy. Yeah. Well, regardless, um, they said they set it up in the sense that obviously they they were dealing with Eldar at the same time. Um, he barely oh, right. he barely killed an assassin who lost her arm because she one v five Eldar. <laughs> Um, That's right, she did. Jesus. That's right, the Eldar kind of showed up out of nowhere. Was that part of her escape plan? Because that uh, kind of threw no, everything into was, chaos a little bit. Was just I think it was just bad luck. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the point being is that, you know, he fights her, and she's just dipping and dodging every bolter shot, basically. Yep. Um, but they, they set it all up, which is really good, because setups and payoffs are important in all oh, kinds yeah. of media. And like, hey, in the beginning of the book on the Sword of the God Emperor, he runs into a room and just screeches at the top of his lungs and deafens everybody. Everybody, yeah. And they set up the Astartes having acidic spit. And yep. so he spits in her face and boils her eyes out and yep. then screams and deafens her. And then it's like, well, Assassin's now blind and deaf. Now I can shank her. And she's still putting up a fight, even even when she's blind and deaf. She's like, oh, I bet he's going to be here. Let me lunge at this spot. And she's right. Yep. And or she, she's like feeling the vibrations in the floor yeah. when he's moving. And she's right. And it's like, oh, my, your eye. She like it literally describes like the feeling of her eyes burning out of her socket. And she still has the wherewithal to, like, feel the vibrations and do that. It's insane. And the whole time before that, she's like, oh, pfft, Astartes, pfft, I don't give a fuck. I'm an assassin. That's, this guy is nothing to me. And I'm like, whoa, lady, look, <laughs> I get that you think you're a god killer, but wow. To think of an Astartes <laughs> so low is like... And and what sucks is that she backed it up the whole time. She yeah, the whole time she's quite <laughs> right. She's like, oh my god, she's just dabbing on this man. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, that's I, I I guess I wasn't expecting the whole uh, M Shen uh, part to to be in Soul Hunter, but it makes sense that it is because that's it's his name. Well, you, um, you didn't expect Talos to be the person. That's true. I didn't expect Talos to like be the one that actually went and got M Shen. You didn't yeah. think that the book, the main character of the book, would be so important. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, you normally because it's always like a side character or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and, and, and right after, right after Kurz, it's just like Talos. You think I give a shit what happens to any of you when I die? I don't care. I that just quote is don't. In the book too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that might be like the next quote that they get. It's a really, it's a solid quote where it's like, it, do you yeah. honestly think I care what happens to you after I die? And I'm like, world's best dad mug, broken. <laughs> I'm about to be vindicated in death. Do you really think I care what happens to you idiots? It's like, ooh, dad, come on, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> I, interesting how much they love their Conrad and how yeah. much he hates them. It's, yeah, su- it's, it's such a hard one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the Night Lords is still just like they hold 
Conrad in such reverence that it's like, man, you know he didn't like you, right? You know he literally blew up Nostromos because you guys are such idiots, right? <laughs> so it's it's weird. Um, I think it's that feeling of like, not only did we get betrayed by the Imperium, but we we failed we failed our, at stopping the Imperium, and not only that, but we failed our father, who also hates us. Yep, yep. It was funny at the beginning of the book when they're like first they first introduce Septimus and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm walking through the halls. Oh my god, this place is so. He keeps talking about like his master because they hadn't introduced fully Talos yet. And they're like, oh yeah, my master is uh, this, and my master is that. And then he starts talking. I think Syrian and Sarlin. He's like, oh yeah, his uh, his visions are plaguing him again. My master's visions are haunting him. I'm like, yo, is the main fucking character of this book Conrad? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, because he he has the same prophetic visions, and it's just he seems he seems very Conrady at the beginning until they're like, oh yeah, my name is Talos. I'm like, oh, so he's so he's not Conrad. Okay, cool. I know the setting of this book now. Great. I now understand it. Yes, now I get it. I get your I get your plot. Cool, cool, cool. This isn't like a flashback to the night before uh, Conrad Kurz dies or something. It's a rather in it's a rather interesting situation that the book puts you into because they get into areas where like you can tell that Talos legitimately gives a shit about Septimus. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's still a slave and all that, but he he definitely cares. Yeah. But it's it's really impressive seeing the like the heavy genuineness of him going after Octavia after the criminals get to them. Yep. Um because not not only is it just it's really grim to listen to cuz the, yeah. the narrator is talking about that and they're like He's like, oh, we're we're inmates. We've been backed by the Black Legion, and they they told us they killed a slave on there. And guess what? There's a woman. And I'm like, oh my god. Oh yeah. Oh, right. you. oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah. It's so nasty. It's so yep. grimy and gross. And then, yep. but then Talos is just like breaks into a full sprint to go save to go save her life. Yep. He does. And it's like I know why he's doing it. If she didn't matter, he wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. But it's still kind of cool to see. It, it it feels it feels like weirdly honorable and kind. Oh, definitely. Even um, though it's Night Lord. Also, when he kills those uh those inmates that captured her, holy shit. Uh one of them he rams the bolter into his mouth so hard that he breaks all of his teeth. And then uh, he shoots him. <laughs> before shooting him in the head. Uh, the other one, he boltors him in, like, the stomach, and he explodes, but he, like, his, his torso is still kind of intact, and he survives for a whole 12 seconds, just after Just, like, wailing. Pulled. Yeah, and it's like, oh! And, and oh. I, I find it funny, because at that point, he's talking to, to Reuven, Reuven, the ex-Night oh, Lord yes. Sorcerer. Yep. Um, on the Vox or whatever, and then as soon as the guy stops screaming, the narrator's like, Talos was upset because he sorely enjoyed the sound. <laughs> and you're oh, like, oh, that's right, yeah. Night Lords. That's such a Night Lords thing to enjoy. It's like, ah, yes, the sweet, relaxing music of the death howls of someone suffering. It's like, ah, oh, Talos, just step on his head or something. Jesus Christ. It's, it, it's, it's parts of Parts of that are super cool. Like, when... Octavia t like says thank you to him 
And he's mm. like, Talos didn't respond. The feeling was, uh, the, the statement was too unfamiliar. Yeah. And I'm like that's really that's that's like some emo shit there, but it it works. Yeah, it's 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 so telling of like what it's like to be a night lord. Because who would say thank you in the night lords? Like who would express gratitude like that? Like nobody. It's just, it's not a thing. It's your fucking night lords, and you're a Stardis, so you know. Yeah, even even feel. doubly so. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's, that's a fucking double whammy. What do you think of what do you think of Deltrian? <laughs> the uh the tech priest yeah he's i he's he's weird he's so he's yeah he's are weird man he's great man i love him <laughs> he was great i mean didn't he get cut in half by Vral? he he got injured he kind of crawled away right he doesn't have right. a lot of organs left yeah i mean he's a tech priest uh, he probably wants yeah. to be 100 percent not human if at all possible so I just really like the not only that the voice acting where Talos is like, "Thank you, thank you so much for helping us, Tech Priest." Like, I appreciate it. It's like you have ruined the ritual of awakening with your thanks. Cease communication. <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. I forgot the um the part where um Talos is thanking him and he's like, oh, "That's not part of the ritual. What are you doing?" <laughs> Talos is like, "Did I did I ruin it?" He's, and he's like, "No, it's 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 fine, but." He, yeah, he's like, man, like he, he spurts out like garbled bits of binary static, <laughs> which it's, it's just it's like it's like his verm, verm of a of a grunt, or he's like, Argh. and so it's kind of like, Burr. it's like that that's him smiling or something. Yep. It's really weird. Yep. yep, and that's while they are trying to revive uh, the the dreadnought, which is weird that what's his face because it's another M name and I'm getting them all confused. Malkarian, the Mal um, the War Sage Malkarian. Malcarian. Exerted from his work, the Tenebrous <laughs> Path, was repeated like ten times in yep. that book. Yep. Um, there were uh, uh, Talos is reviving him because he's like, God, we we're 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 fighting on Crythe, and we're only fighting uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus, and we're Night Lords. We're supposed to use terror. That's our greatest weapon, and we're fighting these fucking robots that don't feel anything. We're wasted here, um, and we're fighting Titans. We need a dreadnought. If we're gonna do boots on the, we need a fucking dreadnought. And boy, the exalted really doesn't want that. He really doesn't want Malkador waking up. Malkarian. Malkarian. Jesus. I, whatever. The. I, I know. Yeah. yeah the, the dreadnought. The oh dreadnought. well, because I think he outranks him. Because he was the yeah. he was the captain of the tenth. Mm -hmm. I don't know if being the captain of the ship means more, but no one likes the exalted anyway. So. Yeah. Nobody um, really does. But, but like, the, uh, it was weird because once once he wakes up, he doesn't really try and be like, "Oh yeah, everybody listen to me now. I'm the best." Burp 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 burp. I'm a I'm I'm floating in amniotic fluid. He just yeah, because he's incredibly to depressed. That's true. Because Malkarian <laughs> didn't want this. Yeah, he didn't want to be. I don't think he wanted to be like put to sleep, and he definitely didn't want to wake up. He didn't want to be entombed. He wanted to die. Right. right. And I think what Deltrian said that he had been tried, to, they tried to wake him up many times before this. And I didn't realize you could refuse being woken up and put into a dreadnought, but apparently you can. You're still like you. And and the only reason he woke up is, in, and I quote, I heard bolter fire. <laughs> and then he just like incinerates the Atramentar with his uh, oh, Reaper auto cannon. Yep, he he blows the shit out of Raw. 
That's right. I forgot his reasoning for waking up was I heard bolter fire and just the the yep. slight bits of levity in that in this in this otherwise rather unhappy book. Yeah, but the the moments of levity are pretty hysterical when they do happen. Zarl so. yelling at the guy is is a <laughs> the top one for me. It's so that good. Is, that is chef's kiss. I howled. Uh, when that part happened. <laughs> the, the VA did a good job, too, because he was actually yelling. <laughs> was yeah, he was like, where good. are you from? Is it the gallery? Tonk. It's like, oh, Jesus. Ah, damn it, throws body. It. He's dead. <laughs> yep. I really like Zarl a lot because he's yeah. like, he's like their champion. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's, I think, their best fighter, technically. Oh, yeah. Well, it. Was it Zarl or Syrian that had, like, the really good shot? Uh, that'd like, be Zarl. Were... Okay, right, right. Oh, that's right, and when he was fighting the, um... When he was fighting Vral, he loses his arm, doesn't he? Or uh, yeah, he, he gets or something. He gets it shanked off by the Vral's lightning claws. <sighs> Boy, those lightning claws. <laughs> they're fucking spooky, man. Yeah, he he really runs spooky. in that room, and he just starts breaking shit and people. <laughs> yes, he does. That's fucking Terminators, man. They're, oof. Um, they're 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 not to be messed with. No, definitely not. <laughs> they're, they're I, I, I love strong. how when they were waiting for Vral, it was like, oh yeah, there's no way even a Terminator could take five of us Astartes. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> there's only three He's of them. Gonna... I think there's only three of them actually. I think. Yeah. Oh, it was oh, Zarl, no, yeah, right, right. and Syrian, right? Yeah, he's like, oh, even a Terminator couldn't three v one us, right? Proceeds to get three v one and only saved by an awakening dreadnought. <laughs> yeah, Shit. yeah, basically. Granted, they were they were on their way. Mm -hmm. They were hurting him. They were like messing with his joints. And they stabbed him in the stomach. Yep. Um, but yeah, I wasn't quite getting there. But then, yeah, thank you, thank you, dreadnought for thank you, dreadnought blowing him into pieces. I, I like a. Uh, I like a lot of Malkarian's quotes. They're very they're very telling of the mentality of the Eighth Legion. How they hate mostly, mostly hate demons, and they're like they—they they definitely feel like they're very into the concept of that I have been betrayed by the Imperium, and now oh, I, yeah. I, I, I like reap its civilians injustice. Yep. For for their betrayal. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're still not good people, but you know. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that they still helped the Black Legion after uh, Abaddon essentially completely betrayed them and tried to destroy their their thunderhawk and tried to corrupt talos uh and the well exalted the, the exalted like, oh, yeah well i, I play well that was, i guess that was the exalted's plan to get rid of talos right well the exalted plan was to kill the slaves right, right yeah so right. It, it was kind of both their hand but i mean there's still it's still like the overall war effort yeah you know it also shows how uh how not unified chaos is. I mean, I, yes. I, I knew they weren't, but it's like, man, you guys, <laughs> if you guys could put aside your differences and actually come together as like a whole unit, you guys might actually win some stuff. You know, you might actually, but I guess it's kind of like the orcs. If they actually fought with each other, they'd be like unstoppable, but that's the point. They don't want a unstoppable uh, villain faction that just runs roughshod over the Imperium. So. No, and and they actually don't give Chaos a whole lot of fun in the lore anyway. They're constantly like, don't mess with us Chaos fans. We'll do a little bit of damage before you ultimately beat us. <laughs> <laughs> Poor 
poor chaos fans. Poor, it's, poor chaos. Fans. It is good to see the infighting, though. It kind of continues to show the issues, just like how in the Infinite Divine we saw all the Necron politics, yep, and how long it took to get anything done. Right. Yeah. So years it was nice to years, see. Yeah. It was nice to see that the infighting and how they they went against each other. Um, it all also, and it, it's it's good to see the difference between the legions. It was kind of cool seeing the the Cockney British accents on the Black Legion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was that was really fun. Where all the term the Black Legion Terminators are yep. are, are look, looking all the Night Lords like nice nice knife <laughs> Night Lord. It's <laughs> like was that a fucking pun? <laughs> oh, the other um, moment of levity. I think. Um... Talos was going down to Crive, uh, and, and like the prison that had like the million people in it. And I think he was trying to turn off like the shield generator and uh he was looking at the controls and he was like, God, why is the Imperium so fucking stupid? Like this is a prison oh, yeah. planet. This is um, a prison planet with millions of people that are slated for execution, death, or worse, and you have a shield to prevent the place from being bombed? Yeah, the fuck yeah. Is wrong like, with you? Why are there void shields on this planet? What a fucking yeah. waste. What an absolute waste. The hubris and arrogance and stupidity of the Imperium. God, what a bunch of losers. And it's like, oh my god. It's true though. Like why would you want to protect that with void shields? There's no reason. Uh, yeah, it, it's weird to have that much effort put into a penal colony. Yeah, where they're all going to die anyway. I it was interesting learning about the backstories for some of these uh criminals. One guy's like, I was completely innocent of what they uh, they had me for. I did murder five women and two men. That was that was not what they got me for, though. Yeah. I'm innocent, except for all the <clears throat> murder. But that's not the those murder. weren't even my charges. Come on, man. I'm... I mean, I should go without saying. Huge recommendations from the both of us. Oh yeah, um, absolutely sparkling. I think this might be overall probably the best book that I think I've read so far in in our Warhammer stuff. So it's um, it's number one of three, basically. Yeah. Even more than Infinite Divine. Mm, yeah, because like Infinite Divine was like it was funny, it was trolly, it had a little bit of serious, but it was mostly funny. I felt like this had a good like mix, right? Like it was it was dark it was depraved but it was also like it had moments of like levity and like amusement that night lords were being so quirky um so i i actually liked it uh, a little bit more than the infinite and the divine yeah that's impressive and i i think soul hunter is the weakest of the three Oh boy that's uh <laughs> that i i forgot makes me very excited for the next two <laughs> i forgot how many characters aren't in the first book that I really like. Oh, really? Uh, there's Varial, okay. there's Lucorifus, there's uh, there's Ma uh, Maruk. There's a lot of characters that I actually, uh, you get a ton more Deltrian, mm -hmm. which is, Ooh, which is good, wonderful. Good, 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 um, good yep. Th there's actually a lot of other characters that I really like that I don't get, a, you don't get a lot of mm -hmm. in the first book. Um, so we discussed this prior to the episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were planning on doing this just to give Shy more work because we love to do that. <laughs> um, we didn't know what to do for the next book if because it'd be kind of weird to be like, "Hey, we're gonna read the first book," and then but not the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. just kind of hold off. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a doubled up book club. 
We're gonna do Blood Reaver, and we're you're gonna have two weeks to read Blood Reaver. We're gonna we're gonna do the Blood Reaver episode halfway through August, and then we're gonna after that do Void Stalker and have that be the book club in the beginning of September. Right. So then we can have all three, one after the other, no no issues in between, and then we can get on to. I haven't decided if we should do because um, after three books of Night Lords, we should something fun. I was thinking either Brutal Cunning or Kai Kai Caiaphas Kane, Hero of the Imperium. You um, know, like even for me, maybe we should do Caiaphas Kane just because I've heard so many people talk about it and so many people like, hey, DK, have you heard about the, was he a commissar that just yeah. lucks his way into success? And I'm like, no, but I've heard the premise of the book about a million times. So maybe, maybe we should just go into Caiaphas after. Uh, we'll probably do that. So yeah. it'll Real be blood. sounds great, though, because it sounds like an orc book, and that's got to be fucking hilarious i actually haven't read brutal cunning either or caiaphas kane so i both Ooh. books are good for me okay um as for the next one so it'll be blood reaver in two weeks make sure you get blood reaver i personally think blood reaver is the best you get a lot more delta you get a lot more septimus hey um, okay both great characters sure pretty good um oh you get to beat hound oh i'm happy is all right that cool. an actual dog uh no uh, and then, and then, Void Stalker will be after that. Uh, anything, any parting words you'd like to say? Because we basically just said that book is the greatest thing ever, and, and <laughs> yeah, we did. We? You know, so anything else that we should state before we end the episode? Uh, nothing specific. Um, oh, um, forgot to mention that uh, while Talos is uh, prophetic. Uh, his visions don't always come true, and they didn't come true with uh, Uzas killing Syrian and ripping off his armor and using it to replace his gauntlet. Using it as a that hat. just came to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, that literally just came to me. I was like, oh, we didn't talk about that. That was kind of sort of important. That his he's not all seeing and all knowing, and his visions don't always come to pass. But yeah, great book. Yeah, it's, it's very good to see that it's not all perfect. Very similar. Mm -hmm to the night hunter himself oh, uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know he it was kind of his fault sometimes yeah um, i didn't want to admit that i need no, vindication because i'm not a monster it's, it's destiny <laughs> no no he is he is a monster which is why he must be vindicated yeah that's but true. <laughs> he's not the kind of monster that the kind occurs for all of the memory involving that sigma male <laughs> is there's it's very in-depth <laughs> and i like it anyway Thank you very much for listening to this fun little episode of the book club. I like these. They're a lot more chilled and just kind of off the cuff. Yeah. Um, they're fun. I, I like them too because like um, in in the normal episodes, I, you know, I kind of have to sit and wait until you tell me about stuff until like I can chime in. But these, it's like we both kind of have the same knowledge. So it's a lot easier to just jump in and like make it a conversation the whole way through too. So it's 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 fun. Yeah, it is very fun. Yeah. So anyway, um, mine has been Bricky. Make sure to read Blood Reaver. We get to meet some wonderful characters. And I'm excited to reread it again. You can find me at Bricky everywhere you want. It's great. It's fantastic. I'm Bricky. Hello. DK, <laughs> where can they find you? <laughs> DK Diamantes everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and fuck Instagram. Because, you know, that's that's kind of like my brand now. It's just, I should make fuck Instagram shirts. 
And you can find Quiet Shy at either Quiet Shy or Quiet Shallow. I literally don't know what's what anymore. I think it's called the Quite Shallow. On Twitch, uh, yeah, it's the Quite Shallow. The Quite Shallow. She does art streams every weekend, so give that a look. And uh, and DK's always there too. Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not always. Sometimes I am, but not always. And uh, and yeah. Okay. Uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Um, Ave Dominus Knox. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about it. Ah, uh, well, too late. Hail to the Lord of Night.